everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened. I'm Josh, back with you again here with Rob and Nate. We're doing things a little differently today. We're only going to have the one camera set up, testing out some new technology here in the studio as we prepare for our migration to our new studio, which we're currently building and super excited about that. Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. It is going to be amazing. Cannot wait to bring that to you guys. Um, but we've got we've got a really good show here today. We're going to be talking about some new updates on the Canadian dictatorship, which has now been officially approved. We can talk about that. Justin Trudeau, uh, his verifiable alliance with the Great Reset. That has all been documented and we'll show that to you. Parents are still rising up against their tyrannical school boards. A very, very heated mother leads yeah. the way on this one. We've got a disturbing example of two separate justice systems in the U.S., which we know is the case, but this just solidifies that point. And um, we're going to be talking about how the United States is already preparing to follow in our friends up north, uh, Canada's footsteps, and how this could be happening in the coming weeks. So we all need to be prepared. We need to be aware, alert, and awake, of course. So Yeah, it seems to be moving pretty quickly. It's, it's rapid. It's coming so quick. And it's just, it's tough doing these shows once a week because you're trying to catch up, but you're also trying to highlight what's coming. The last 24 hours has been just astronomically quick changing. So we, yeah, it's, it's good. We'll get through this and be able to highlight some of that. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get started into everything today, make sure you guys go check us out on Locals. Join our Locals community, www.supportaga.com. And uh, you guys join, join Locals, five, five bucks a month minimum. Just help support the show, help support the network. And uh, we're posting everything over there throughout the week, news articles, video clips, things that we can't, we just can't get to everything in the show, but we're trying to make sure we keep that community, that feed as up to date as possible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and we love to see people logging on and commenting and good stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So if you want to be an insider, you can text AGA to 330-619-4497. That's AGA to 330-619-4497. Become an insider into our texting community. That's amazing as well. Yep. And then, of course, AGA.network. Go to AJTV. You'll never miss an episode of this show. No matter where they shut us down, we tried to post our video episode, part of it anyway, on YouTube last week. We did cut out, as you guys remember, pieces of it that we knew would get us banned. So far, that episode's still up. So I guess we didn't do any misinformation last week. That's as cool. Of as of yet. But one clip out of that that I posted on Facebook got from, me personally banned. From Rumble. Yeah. From so the we, Rumble clip. Yeah, yeah. So we had a segment on Rumble and it was the set. Ooh, is this going on YouTube? I'll try to see how I want to say this. The yeah, yeah. segment about, well, the stuff that YouTube says is misinformation. Right. You posted that I clip. I posted a clip on yeah. my personal Facebook page and it was within maybe five minutes, I got a message back that I had a warning on my account that I was restricted from posting and that uh, it could have been a mistake that you posted this. And I was like, <laughs> it was not a mistake. It was truth. And you just don't want truth. So um, it was uh, it was interesting to get that on my personal. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because it was a clip about the government's own data. Yeah, it was literally we read off their data and yeah. that's that's misinformation according to Facebook. So it was completely nuts. But um, I'm glad we're going to have something, uh, other social media outlets that are coming alive uh, that we'll be able to post things on. So that'll be good. Absolutely. Make I'm sure. still waiting. 
for church right. social. Yeah. It's yeah. Still like, it's I still think like everybody's frozen. still waiting. They yep. said it, the, the run outs 10 days. Okay. Yeah. So like you got, you got approved to have your account and then over the next 10 days, they're going to start unlocking it. Okay. So if you, if you watching this, you don't know what truth social is. It's uh president Trump's it's finally ready. His yeah. uh, social media platform that they've been developing and it's launched lightly it's launched on apple devices apple devices yeah okay it's launched on iphones so for those androids out there they don't have that ready yet um android users but it is for iphone and i i started well i texted you the other day and i said let's get aga on there quickly mm -hmm. uh, and i don't remember what your number was but then i did my personal account through that and it was like five hundred and ninety-four thousand or something was the number of people that have logged in before me so there's going to be millions of people downloading this app and, and yeah, we were that. maybe like 297 yeah. or something like so, that. So and I only did it a little bit after you and it was over 500 almost 600,000. Yeah, so go go pre-register basically for your account on Truth Social. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when you're trying to run millions of people through a system at one time, obviously there's going to be issues and right. everybody's clamoring for this. And I've seen so many people that are saying as soon as my account's activated on Truth yep done with Facebook, yep. done with Twitter, done, done, done. Yep. And we're going to see that huge. So uh, we'll definitely be found there. Yes. Um, we already <laughs> have our pre-registration. Yep. So the AGA network will be live on True Social um, whenever that is. They said 10 days, it could be. Um, so once that's up, we'll be one of the first ones on and trying to bring this uh, on a non-regulated platform. Because yep. all I did was share a link and they, they completely shut it gave the warning and shut it down. So I, I'm tired of it. I think many Americans are tired of it. And when people start leaving these platforms, I mean, I know some people that have just left social altogether, like they're, they're done with all of it. Um, they have the AGA app and they have, uh, they have their Christian other sermon apps and things that they have, but they're done with all social YouTube, all that. It's going to hurt. It's going yeah. to hurt these, these mediums. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think they really care at this point. They're just there to push no. an agenda. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all right. So this weekend, the, the Canadian trucker convoy kind of got shut down. Yeah. Quickly. As you said before the show, Nate. Yeah. We took a couple of days at a camp and come back and everybody's cleared out. <laughs> like it was, it's crazy. So we're going to kind of detail a little bit of how this went down, what mm -hmm. sort of happened over the weekend. And it's, it's crazy. But again, this is stuff we've got to be paying attention to because it's going to be happening here. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that they always do the big things on the weekend? Yeah. The government drops the documents that, that they don't want you to see on Friday night because they know you're going to be with your family. They, they go arrest and, uh, and kick out these truckers on the weekend because most people are like, I have too much during the week. I don't even want to think about anything on the weekend. And they're not in the news source. So of course, the mainstream media is not going to have any reason to report it. But uh, very interesting timing of it. Yep. Yep. It's not done on accident. So here's the first clip from the weekend. Um, check this out here. Yeah, they'll catch you guys in the face! 
just fully trampled that lady. They just fully trampled that lady. So that was uh, a little brutal to watch. Especially considering this was one of the most peaceful protests we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're literally there standing, not doing anything. Yep. And then bang. I don't see yep. any buildings on fire. No. <laughs> no no windows being, being looted. broken, no bricks being thrown. Yeah. No, no police cars on fire. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. And they bring those horses in. And I saw the interview this week of the lady prior to being trampled. Um, she did an interview with one of the local news stations there. And she said that she was standing there for her children who are not allowed to play sports or go to sporting events and uh, have to wear masks in school. So she was standing there in, you know, in representation of the kids. And then you see those horses actually trample her. Um, and she said in the interview, she said, I will only be a peaceful person standing my ground to say I'm standing for freedom. And the dictator you know, orders these people to the, the police to, and how can you be a policeman and do that? It's totally demonic. It is, but I have had conversations with people over the weekend about this stuff. And, and, you know, we ask a lot of times, like in Germany, not yeah. in Germany, how did, how did, it how did some of these law enforcement people just go along with this? Mm -hmm. Well, we're seeing it. We're seeing it. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting though, that they, uh, Everything that happened right there, the police came in and they ended up trampling a, a person with horses. And it just reminded me of an incident that happened not too long ago in our country. Horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses really running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. So those comments right there, you would think maybe he was talking about what happened in Canada. Right, right, right. <laughs> but no. It, but no. Of course not. not. The case. Because it doesn't go along with their agenda. We say that every single episode, their agenda is to take away freedom and we see it with the connection with the great reset. We mm -hmm. see it in every aspect. And uh, I'm telling you, America better wake up because we've got truckers headed to DC right now. Yeah. And you think that this just happened in Canada? No, mm -hmm. they've already, they've already done stuff in Congress and the president has already declared things that will make that happen here. Yep. Yeah. So the, the big difference is here when the U S border patrol was doing that, they weren't, they weren't rounding up U.S. citizens. They were trying to prevent uh, non-citizens from coming illegally, breaking the law in our country. Whereas the Canadian Ottawa police were attacking their own Canadian citizens who were right. doing nothing wrong, just peacefully protesting, which is their right to do. Not, not in this day and age. <laughs> I mean, well, like, okay. if you yeah. go, if you go according to what they're saying and what they're doing, it's not okay. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So there was a, I'm trying to remember exactly how this went down. There was a man, a trucker named 
uh, Chaba Vizzy. Chaba Vizzy was in his truck and he was told by police to get out of the truck. And he told them, uh, I'm going to get out of my truck. I'm going to get down. And he was telling the police officers what he was going to do before he did it. That way they weren't, he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to alarm them. So he said, I'm going to get out of my truck. I'm going to get on my knees and put my hands behind my head. And that's what he did. But this is what happened. And this, this video that we're about to show you was taken by a man named David Paisley, who was up. I don't know if he was on the rooftop or not, uh, whatever, an upper floor. And he saw this whole scene play out. But since then, he has been arrested and his camera equipment has been seized because he recorded uh, this video. arrested man being need there it's terrible so that was Chaba Vizzy in the middle of that pile of police yeah officers. it looked like he was fighting back yeah <laughs> are you kidding it sure did didn't it it looked like he was sitting there getting handcuffed and they started kneeing him to push their uh, nonsense yeah so interesting so Chaba Vizzy the truck driver he's actually an immigrant to Canada so he's not a Canadian-born citizen. He fled Romania many years ago when it was under communist rule. And uh, he's, like I said, he told the police what he was about to do. And, and then he just got out peacefully, got down on the ground, and they started essentially attacking him. Mm-hmm. Where's the public outcry? Where's the murals being painted? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, St. Vizzy, right? I, it's it's wild. You're right, Nate. I mean, it's a, a great example of the double standard. Yep. That, I mean, There's one key difference. We can all know what that is. Like, I mean, it doesn't fit their narrative. Right. And again, in that, that narrative, which I hate so much is now he's Romanian Mm -hmm. transitioned to Canadian because he wanted to live in a peaceful country and and have freedom. Yeah. To, to make his own life. And like you're saying, Nate, the, the public outcry, there is none just basically, or just based on skin color. That's it. Something That's that it. does not matter. That that ma- you know that determines whether the media will pick this story up or not. Well, right and also and he was on the wrong side of the political yeah argument. Yeah, right. So Tucker Carlson reached out to Chaba Vizzi and had him on his show, and here's how that interview went. Vizzi, thanks so much for coming on. So mm-hmm. the, good, thank you. So the video that we showed appears to have you surrendering peacefully to the police. And then the next we see you're being kneed in the ribs by Justin Trudeau's men. Did you fight them? No, sir, not at all. I get down from my truck. I went down right on my knee. I uh, put my hands behind my head and uh, I was waiting them to take me away. So in that moment, the police officer, they start to push me with those uh, sticks. They said they was yelling to me, go back, go back. And I just told them, hey, I'm the driver. Then suddenly somebody yelled, arrest him, arrest him. So they dragged me in. They lie me down on my belly. I don't recall how many of them they was on top of me. They were squeezing the air slowly, slowly. I feel like I was beaten, but uh, I took it like a man. So well, good for you. At least 
At least someone's behaving like a man. Um, you seem to be having trouble breathing. I could hear it through my earpiece. Were you injured by this? Uh, yes, uh, they break my body a little bit, but uh, not my spirit. Not your spirit. Is this this? No. So you lived, uh, if, if I got it right, under Ceausescu in Romania. Is this? Did you expect this kind of behavior in the formerly free nation of Canada? <laughs> no, sir, not at all. When I moved to Canada. You know, everything was wonderful. People, they are talking with you on the street without knowing you, like asking you, hey, how are you? You know, I never experienced stuff like that before. So I was like so happy. I said, geez, that's so nice. You know, <clears throat> everything was beautiful in Canada in the last 20 years. I can say that the last two years, it's like impossible to live here anymore. Mm. Well, you're all, we, we, no, hope, we hope you'll come no. to this country, uh, which is, whatever its problems, freer than Canada. And we appreciate your coming on tonight. Chaba Vizi, God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. At least thinking? someone was acting like a man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's the truth, isn't Powerful it? Powerful statement, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. Powerful I love statement. how he begins that Justin Trudeau's men. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's exactly what it is. The people he pawns off his dirty work on to go beat these people. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So I, that's just some of the stuff that happened in Canada. Uh, let's see here. I've got another clip. So there was a woman who was trying to get coffee. She was just trying to get some coffee one morning, and here's what happened. Uh, I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why Can is I the camera in my face right now? Are you, you here partaking? You right now you're me. in the red zone i'm scared i want to go for a coffee down there can i can i go for a coffee you live in this you're not excluded from that i'm time for you to leave i can't even go down there for a coffee no go grab yourself a red zone right now if you don't leave right now you will be arrested do you understand me i can't go for a coffee grab yourself if we see we'll be patrolling all day if we see you again it'll be different Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep at night. Ooh. So the the most interesting part about that was he says, get your phone out of my face. She they walked up to the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she wasn't going up to film them. Mm -hmm. They walked up to her. She was going to get the coffee. And it's a good point. They had anger because they were on camera. Well, they got masks on, so it doesn't matter, but <laughs> they're on camera. But I this this is all nonsense. Now I understand restricted areas. I get all that. Um, and if the law is you don't go down there, then she probably shouldn't have been there. But when she was confronted, she turned around to leave. She said, I am leaving. And when she started walking away, that's when he grabbed her phone and started to harass her mm -hmm. when she was already walking away. Um, I, it, uh, anyway, there was a, <laughs> there was a couple of coffee shop owners that were also, in the news talking mm -hmm. about how they were threatened by the police that they were going to be arrested because they had served coffee to some of the 
protesters. What are they supposed to do? Get their vax pass and then ask them if they're part of the protest. Yeah. Like how many restrictions are we <laughs> yeah, going like, to put on people to get a cup of coffee? 10 yeah. question. Yeah. Like paper. Like, what are you here for? Like, yeah. it, it's scary. It is. It is. And it's exactly what we witnessed. Well, we didn't personally witness it, but this is exactly what Germany was like. Yeah. And, and, you know, where are your gold star? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. I just get angry and angrier at these policemen. Yeah. Well, go along with this. I, well, let's talk about the policemen and let's talk about the the sudden shift because I mm-hmm. I think for the most part for the first three weeks of the protest, the police were not violent toward yeah. any of the protesters. They were giving them high fives and yeah, yeah. So what changed? I mean, how did it change overnight? And all of a sudden, everybody's arrested, trucks are gone, and the protest is over. I would love to know that answer. Well, I think part of the answer has to do with the. The police chief, who is not the original police chief. The original one resigned, correct? The original one resigned, but we'll, we'll discuss that in a second. Here's a clip of the new police chief and what he had to say about pretty much anybody who had anything to do with these protests. So I was in the crowd yesterday. Um, I was unfortunately uh, hit with some pepper spray. I just have a question. Uh, there's some video cameras that the police are using and uh, some news outlets are reporting that you're gathering intelligence with those cameras. Can you elaborate, like, if the protesters at this point, uh, you know, uh, retreat and go home, uh, are they going to be getting sort of repercussions down the road? Or are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over? Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple answer is yes. If you are involved in this protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. You have my commitment that that investigation will continue and we will hold people accountable for taking our streets over. You guys notice real quick how everybody in the back is standing with their masks on. But again, the guy presenting no mask. It's all for show. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, I think that this isn't without precedent. This is what they did January 6th. You're right. You're absolutely right. January 6th, the federal government started tracking people back to their homes Mm -hmm. and calling them in their homes and saying, you were in Washington on January 6th. And they didn't at that point have the emergency powers to limit your bank accounts, but they did do this in Washington. You're right. You're absolutely right. And now with the the freezing of bank accounts in Canada, mm-hmm. if you if you're in Canada, you you've really got to figure out what you're going to do with your money. Yeah. I would I would say if you're anywhere in a free country, you better learn what you got to do with your money. Yes. Because if if you're today gone tomorrow. Yeah, it they're they're not only they're not only restricting your access to your bank accounts, they were canceling insurance. Yep, yep. The insurance companies are in bed with them. Uh, they're they're doing everything to eliminate you from the face of the earth, uh, and in some cases probably bodily. But in in your your footprint of finances and insurance and everything else, they're just literally taking it all away like you don't exist, and you're not getting it back. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And this for everybody watching, you you need to understand this is the Great Reset suddenly amplified. I mean, this is social credit system 101 where they if you did anything to help these protests now you're you have no access to your bank accounts 
Yeah, and I forgot. I heard. I don't know who exactly said it, but they brought up a good point. When most of these people donated, it was totally legal to do so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Totally legal to donate. You know, and now they turn around, and make a law, and then even when it was legal to donate, now they're coming after you. That's the <laughs> scary part. That's mm-hmm. the really scary part. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you know you could donate to GoFundMe and things like that for uh the riots yep. like you said back in 2020 20 was 2019 2020 when yep. buildings were being burnt down yep. mm-hmm. yeah it's wild they were bailing people out i mean yeah. but uh okay so the the police chief there that is the interim ottawa police chief he's been there at this point maybe a week and a half or so yeah. that's steve bell mm. the original ottawa police chief quit I guess it would have been last week or late the week before. Peter Slowly was his name. He stepped down as chief of police, apparently slowly told people around him that a stronger enforcement move by the Ottawa police could lead to a January 6th style confrontation that could escalate and lives could be lost. So he didn't want the police violence. He didn't want the force. I love what you just said there. What's that? He didn't want the police violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not about the protest violence. Nope. It's about the police violence. And that's why he resigned because he knew that if they were called on by Trudeau as henchmen to go and do this, that it would get violent, even though it didn't need to. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Uh, so that report of what, what he told people around him that jives with the notion that he asked for, you know, additional law enforcement detail be sent to Ottawa to help de-escalate the situation. But like we showed in the videos, the police had other ideas for ending the protest. So he was hoping, I think he was hoping to get more law enforcement into the vicinity to help kind of alleviate what was going on and to eliminate the risk of having to do police force. Cause you really have to use police force when there's fewer police, right? You need to mm-hmm. you know, bring in the horses and yeah, ex- yeah trample exactly. people. Exactly. So other reports, though, said that slowly ordered his men to intercept and seize fuel from the protesters and that the officers were refusing because they considered it to be an insignificant charge. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the true story is with Peter Slowly, the original. I think the only way you get that is an interview with him. Correct. The rest of it is all nonsense. It's all spin. It's all spin. Yeah. Like the government spinning it to make it. Oh, yeah. They wanted the hard uh hardliner to be mm-hmm. the guy so mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure he was set, he was either going to be fired or resign and i forget what the story is steve bell who is the new chief he has i'd have to look it up again he has some history from years back whenever he was being investigated for something along these lines and it seemed like they knew he'd be the guy to come in mm-hmm. and get this dirty job done mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to find out yeah that out. would we're finding everybody that are key players in this. They have a dark history. Yeah. So, and, and I know he has one. I, I read about it and I just, I forgot to put it in here and I can't remember exactly what it says. So I don't want to misquote hmm. anything, but I know he was brought in. It wasn't just on a whim or he was the next guy in charge. He was brought in for this reason to get this protest out of there. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because how, whatever the situation was with slowly, we know that the police violence began after he was gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So one of the convoy's organizers, Tamara Lick, was arrested over the weekend. And prior to her arrest, she released a video. And we're going to play it in full. It's a little bit long, but 
Have you guys seen it? Okay. Nope. Well, then I want to get your opinion on, on what she says after this is done because I know what it did to me. Check this out. There's a pretty good chance. Well, I think it's inevitable at this point. But uh, I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day. <laughs> and that's okay. I, um, I'm okay with that. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid. I'll probably get some sleep finally. <laughs> Just please stay peaceful and please take care of each other and know that this too shall pass. And I'm not sure if you remember, but I posted a video a few weeks ago, feels like forever ago, <laughs> about tomorrow and there will be a tomorrow and we will get through this. You have to understand that there's a lot of things at work here that need to prevent this from being a success. And the only way that this is going to succeed is if we always come from a place of love. I've always said, as human beings, we make choices from one of two places. We make choices from love or we make choices from fear. That's it. That's the bottom line. And I pray and I hope that you will make your choices from love. You have to know that they're trying to provoke us. I mean, you hear their language. You hear the language and the verbiage that they're using, and that is not coming from us. And I know you guys all know that. But we can only win this with love, and we can only win this together. And it's time to stand together. If you can come to Ottawa and stand with us, that would be fantastic. And if you can't, pray for us. I know you are. I just want you to know that this is my hill and the hill of so many brave men and women. I can't tell you how amazing these people are. And they're going to stay and they're going to fight for your freedom as long as they possibly can. What do you guys think? Well, she has taken a stand that many won't mm -hmm. and uh, very respectable. And she mentioned you make your decisions out of one or two places. And uh, 
first John four says there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, but fear hath torment. Mm. And, and I think that, uh, I believe it goes on to say that he that feareth does not have perfect love or something to that effect. But I, I know that what she has done, I don't, so she was arrested the next day. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yes. So, so what she was doing in that moment was giving the raising the flag of uh, the movement and what it's about. And I think that we have to, everyone has to keep that in mind. Not sure what the charges were for her arrest. I don't think she did anything illegal. Nope. And obviously she knew that. She mm-hmm. knew that was coming. She knew she did nothing wrong. That's why you could sense there was a piece about what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And the last I had heard, she's still being held without bail. Of so. course, because they would probably say that she's a flight risk and she's, you know. In their language, she's probably labeled a terrorist yeah oh i'm sure and that i want to just make that key point real quick so just keep in mind that this woman who you just saw the video from Mm -hmm. is being held without bail and i know it's in a different country but we've got a a story later on that we're going to talk about that revolves around bail and just compare the two when Mm -hmm. we get there but just keep that in mind but yeah that was that kind of hit me in the heart when i first watched it over the weekend i thought man like this is real Mm -hmm. people are she poured, sacrificing. She poured herself out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's starting now in the United States. Oh, yep. yeah. Right now. it's They're already progressing. Yep. We've got a video from that here in a little bit that we'll show you. But first, there's this video uh, from True North News. Released this video of a recent parliament meeting in Canada. So in, in the video that we're about to show you guys, Conservative MP Colin Carey is bringing a question, and the question is coming from one of his own constituents. So he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He brings this question to the meeting, and he asks about a clip that we'll show you after this. And it's interesting because just as he's finishing up his question, his mic gets cut off. Now, he's, he's coming to the meeting virtually. He's not actually physically present. And then they cut his audio, and then... Um, What's NDP, right? New Democratic Party, I think, mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, Charlie Angus declares that Kerry was spreading disinformation with his question. So check this clip out. Constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honorable the, the, the honorable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. Okay, the <laughs> audio was the clearest Zoom audio I've heard in forever. Uh-huh. And it, he's clearly using his own microphone and everything. Like, exactly. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but as soon as if if we could like pause yeah. the clip, yep. as soon as he said Klaus Schwab, yeah, the parliamentary leader literally looks around scrambling and like shut it off, shut it off. And the and you the, saw the guys back and forth yeah. walking like, oh, do I turn it? Do, what do I hit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Should we just like, cut it? The page is like, oh crap, this is my big <laughs> moment. I gotta do something. And then can't do it. Yeah. So that's a clip that if if you have friends or family or anybody who's saying, you know, the great resets, the conspiracy theory, it's not real, whatever. It is being presented in parliament in Canada and yep. they're freaking out when it gets mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And that he is saying, I want the the ranking member to start calling out these people. Yeah. Like, yeah, show me who. Yeah. Yeah. Name start em. naming them. <laughs> yeah. They won't let that happen. So here's the here's the best part though. So that guy at the end says, Oh, well, he was spreading obvious right. misinformation or disinformation or whatever. I don't think that's true because here's the clip he was talking about. We are very proud of now the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy right. form okay so there's klaus schwab himself saying he had met with justin trudeau and at least half if not more than half of his cabinet have been penetrated by the world economic forum and the great reset yep yeah and if i'm not mistaken that was 2017 I think so. So yeah. five years ago. Yeah. So who knows what that number is now? Correct. Oh yeah. It's yep. gotta be greater than that yep. at this point. But I, maybe, maybe I'm going way off here, but they're at the John F. Kennedy I historical <laughs> school of government. Yep. Uh, uh -huh. John Kennedy wouldn't even be accepted in the Republican party right now, let alone the democratic party. Yep. He'd be too conservative for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Mm -hmm. If you look at his policies, he would be he would be considered too conservative for the Republicans right now. And uh, anyway, I just think it's it's interesting that these schools of government, these schools around the, the country are allowing this nonsense to happen in their buildings. It, it's crazy that they're even talking about penetrating other governments with their ideology in and they're teaching young skulls full of mush. That's what I'm so proud of this younger generation. Like right there plain as a day their goal was to get them from the day they were born and indoctrinate them and turn them into world leaders yep. and that's what we see now all across the globe yeah so that was just such an interesting yeah i mean change he, there he's referencing what we just watched in parliament yep. and saying and oh no this is this that guy says this is disinformation no these are their words and ex exactly why my Facebook page had issues, it, it's the same thing. We're using yeah. their words, their video, mm -hmm. their words, their stats, their, their stats, their data, yep. and and all of social media and everywhere else. They're saying no, 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 no. That's misinformation. No, it's from your own mouth. Yep. And uh, speaking of from your own mouth, if anybody <laughs> still has doubts that Canada actually is a dictatorship or that Trudeau has become a dictator, well, here, just let him tell you. Here we go. With Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them 
uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know investing in solar I mean there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted uh, that I find quite interesting I mean just let them tell you let them tell you themselves because they love to oh yeah they can't keep it in anymore they're they're so bold about it um i i find that he's don't you believe that the left often tells exactly what they want by blaming someone else he said stephen harper would love to have a a government that he could control and turn on a dime yet he's sitting there knowing that he's aiming to create that mm -hmm. that's what he wants that's what he yep. wants yeah mm -hmm. and but they they project that onto their opponent instead oh, yeah. of yeah that's that's why so many people i know i know that many people didn't like president trump because he was brash but one thing about him was he didn't play the party nonsense um he just said no you're an idiot like <laughs> like he, he didn't yeah. say, he didn't say oh well i think that you would like a, a more conservative government and and uh, you know which is what he wanted he didn't project it on them he said you're you're an idiot. You're, you're just, <laughs> you're completely stupid and, uh, and you're not going to be able to do anything. And that's why you won. Um, it, yeah. the first go around, that's why you won the second go around, but you know, we know what happened there. Mm -hmm. So, so it's very interesting that, that they always project what they are. Yeah. So they, they, they say you're a liar because they're lying. Yep. Um, they say that you're a terrorist because they're terrorists. Yep. They say they say all these things about you when that's who they are and they have to get the focus off of them to someone else. Yeah, they'll say that you're a conspiracy theorist whenever they're the ones doing the conspiracy. Yep. Right. No, we're just playing your videos. Yeah. You said you wanted to be a, you wanted to be a Chinese dictator and now you're in Canada and you're doing it. You're the yep. ones being violent. Oh wait, we're trampling on you with horses. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like the video we showed last week with the reporter with the burning building. Oh, yeah. this protest is mostly unruly. <laughs> the building's on fire. Yeah. What are you talking yep. about? Yeah, it's uh, it. But they do it all the time. Hmm. And the the great part about it is that people are waking up. Yeah, people are waking up to this craziness. Yeah, of the left. I think there's, and I've said this before. I think there's a lot of people that still are sitting at home watching this stuff unfold or seeing on facebook and saying well, that's stupid obviously that's not true and that's as far as they go they won't speak out about it if it gets brought up in a conversation they hold their tongue they don't want to offend anybody those days have got to they've got to end i had a conversation with a very prominent leader yesterday and uh and he told me of a story of a place where he was and there was misinformation going on um in this group of people um, and, uh, and during our conversation about other topics, he's, he brought this up mm -hmm. and he said, you know, I, looking back, I should have stated the truth mm -hmm. and I didn't. And he said, I missed my opportunity to do that and I won't miss it again. So I believe that, th that people are realizing you can't sit in a, in a public place where people are spreading disinformation, like, you know, whatever, I can't say it all because it will be banned on YouTube again, but like they're saying things that obviously aren't true because of the documentation and because of what Justin says, right? Mm -hmm. You, if, if someone's out there saying that he's not a dictator and he doesn't want to be, well, you just have plain proof. If you're going to sit there and allow them to say that he's not, then you're the problem. We're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I couldn't have said it better. Mm -hmm. I, 
that's that's what you can do. If you're watching or listening to this and you're still thinking, what what can I really do to impact anything? Start calling out lies when you when you hear them immediately. Immediately. So if you hear somebody say that, oh yeah, you know that that man can participate in women's sports. No, he can't. That is a man. I don't care what he calls himself. I don't. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. The it, one that's won seven awards yeah. now and seven records yeah. because he's a man swimming and female. Yeah, you swimming. are destroying women's sports. Right. And yet these women lib people are the ones that have been they're they're on his side. That's wild. It yeah, it makes no sense other than it doesn't fit the agenda of what the left wants to do and that is tear down tear down freedom everywhere. Yep. And just to reiterate uh Canada did vote to well, what how do I want to say this to solidify to confirm the emergency act yeah so yeah so like trudeau enacted it right right right. and then they voted to but there was there was a trick that trudeau played and i don't know if any of you guys caught it go ahead so trudeau got up and said we're going to vote on this to to extend the emergency but he knew he didn't have the votes he didn't have the votes to get them to confirm it for another 30 days or whatever they were doing so he stood up there and he said, I, I think it's a, I, I'm not a parliament guy, but um, I understood it to say that I'm going to just step down if you're not doing this. Okay. Was it like a, no a, confidence. A vote of no confidence. A vote of no confidence, which means he's stepping down. Yeah. Like you're saying I'm not viable to lead, so I'm going to step down. Well, this is a, this is a, a political trick because if from my understanding, I may be wrong, but from my understanding, if he steps down as a prime minister, it triggers immediate elections for every office. Oh, every, oh, every office. Okay. So everybody sitting out there is now up for election today and they would lose everything. Mm. They would lose everything. So he stood up and he said, if you're not going to vote for this, cause he knew he didn't have the votes, then I'm going to say no confidence and you're all going to have to go for reelection today. And after what has been going on in our country, you're all going to lose and we're going to lose our station. And so none of the, even the conservatives didn't want to go to an election tomorrow because they knew they would lose because of what the public opinion is right now sure. of them. So he stood up and blackmailed them mm. to vote to continue the, the emergency agreement. Now, that's yeah. from my understanding of how the parliament works is that if you would have stepped down, everybody would have been up for election. Now, if you're sitting there, let's just say you're a conservative, Colin, whatever his name was, you know, yeah. Collins, if you're that guy. And he steps down, you're up for election tomorrow. How are you going to vote? Well, if you're thinking about freedom of your country, then you do it. You don't vote for it. I mean, you, you say, fine, step down. But there's so many people that get their identity from being a politician and get their finances from being a politician. That's why George Washington said, I don't want to be the president. Yeah, I don't want to be this. That's the attitude of every elected official that I want to see. I don't want to do it. I have to do it because no one else is going to do it and stand up for freedom, but I don't want any of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want any of it, but I will do it because I'm compelled to do it. That Washington's like, no, I don't want to be the king. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the king. I, I am here to, to set up freedom. I'm here to stand for freedom. And, and we see how big of political hacks there are in the Canadian parliament that they would allow this trickery of Justin Trudeau 
to allow them to take away the freedom for another 30, 90 days, whatever it was, I forget, to allow Justin Trudeau to vote for that, to take away the freedom of Canadian people for that significant amount of time. So in essence, they said, we're okay because we want to save our seat. We don't want to run for re-election. We want to save our position, confiscate all those people out there that voted for us, confiscate all of their bank accounts. That's exactly what they said. There should be not one parliamentary member reelected that is in that room. None. Yeah. Because they just threw the whole country under the bus. Yeah. Well, what about the ones that voted against it, though? You talk. Well, there was this, the majority of the right, vote it was, was like for that. One, wasn't it like 185 to 150? Yeah. Something? But that there were people that crossed the line yeah, to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, those so out of the hundred and yeah, out of the 180, the majority of people that voted to extend mm-hmm. this, none of them should be reelected. Yeah. The people that voted it down, of course, yeah, reelect them. But the people that actually extended this, they, they have to be removed from office. I completely agree. What was it in the United States? Um, oh, I think this was last week. What were they voting on? Do you guys remember this? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, and the Republicans didn't show up. Yeah, there were four of them who didn't show up and they got and it got passed through. What was it? Do you remember? I don't remember the bill, but I can look it up. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts because it was kind of a big deal, I thought. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, while Rob looks that up, let's go ahead and shift our focus to the United States. Then anyhow... And I want to show this video. This is Kyle Sefchik. Okay. He's one of the organizers for the U.S. Freedom Convoy. So he released this statement addressing President Biden directly ahead of the movement. So watch this video. And for me, when I saw this, I was like, well, this is, this is how you protest the right way with your peaceful motives and clear transparency about your objectives so that the media can't just go easily twist what's happening. So check this out. This message is for the President of the United States of America. My name is Kyle Sefcik of the Freedom Convoy USA 2022, and our routes meet here in DC on March 1st in time for your State of the Union address. We are very organized and our routes are public. I even pulled a permit for the National Mall to be respectful. I just wanna be as transparent as possible from the start so there's no confusion. We are coming peacefully and we're gonna do this lawfully and constitutionally. I want the rest of the world to know our plans so that there's no twisting and lying about who and what we are. I'm coming to you as a father, a small business owner who's unaffiliated to any parties. We just want government overreach to end. On behalf of Freedom Convoy USA 2022, we are asking you to end the state of emergency, end the mandates once and for all. Sir, the world is watching us because they know that if what's happening in Canada happens to us here in the land of the free, then freedom as we know it is gone. So we are leaving the choice to you. The decision is in your hands. This whole convoy, this whole assembly on the National Mall, it doesn't even have to happen if you just end things now and we can get on with our lives. To you other convoys that plan on meeting us here, we look forward to seeing you and joining with you. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna do this honorably. Mr. President, we have no other motives in this mission. You see, the government, our elected officials of both parties have failed us tremendously these last two years. And now it's time for us, we, the people, to fix this, to end this. We're ready to get back to our lives, the ones promised and guaranteed in the United States Constitution, Bill of Rights, and the contract that you signed and swore an oath to under the one true God. This is simple. End this. 
So the U.S. convoy is kicking off, and I thought that was just a very well done direct speech to the president saying, look, you you have all the power to make this go away because mm-hmm. you're the one who brought it. Right. You you asked for that. You signed it. Yep. And now you have the ability to take it away. But I hate to say it, looking at the way that Canada has gone and uh, and how power works in Washington. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember a quote from a long time ago. Um, and it was, I don't know where it was from, but it, it was power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, we have a problem with power. Um, we saw in the last administration, just a, a battle of power. Um, and I, it, it's gotten more entrenched in the last year. It has. And uh, so this like you said earlier in the show on Fridays, it's wonderful. It's when the government loves to do this stuff because like you said, people are coming home from work, you know, the, the week's over. They're going to spend time with their families. They're going to hang out all weekend. They got stuff to do. They're not paying attention to the news. So this is why they do this stuff on Friday afternoons, Friday nights. Uh, the president extended his emergency powers from the pandemic. They were set to expire on March 1st. And now that he has extended them Gosh, I don't even know if there's an end date listed on it. I don't know, I don't but know I know that year or what it is. Yeah, it's just going to continue to be extended because it allows him complete freedom to do what he wants. Yeah, so it's interesting that he did that kind of within a week when Trudeau did the Emergencies Act. And here's a quick summary of what those powers include. Quote, these delegations or grants of power authorize the president to meet the problems of governing effectively in times of crisis. Under the powers delegated by such statutes, the president may seize property, organize and control the means of production, seize commodities, assign military forces abroad, institute martial law, seize and control all transportation and communication, regulate the operation of private enterprise, restrict travel, and control the lives of United States citizens in a variety of ways. Congress may modify, rescind, or render dormant such delegated emergency authority. So that's what we got going on here. Yeah. I don't know how many people knew that. A copy of Canada. Yep. And and it was, yeah, under the, under the cloak of Friday. Yeah. Like under, (laughs) under the, this is the last thing we're going to do at day of business. Let's sign this so that we can take away the freedoms. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Well, that first thing sees property. You know, you do have to wonder, are they already getting names gathered up by contact? Well, they were already capturing names of people who applied for religious exemptions that were in the federal government. Yep. I mean, Mm -hmm. Come on. And now they know of Americans who gave to the Canadian truckers. Right. And I mean, this happened Friday. So this was all ahead of the convoy that was starting this week. mm -hmm. And and today I saw that some members of Congress, before we are recording this, some members of Congress have asked for the authorization of the National Guard to be put in place to limit any travel inside of D.C. Hmm. I did. You're right. I saw that, too. Yeah, Yeah. So so like they're already gearing up for for this, uh, this peaceful protest. Yes, and the walls are back up. Yeah, Fence. the walls are back up. And they're putting a wall, I don't know. I, I saw a video, I'm assuming it was not like those fake videos that <laughs> Biden in the White House, but um, there was, a, there was a, a concrete wall going up around the White House. It looked like concrete to me. <laughs> Say, that sounds a little more Could be drywall. 
but I don't know. Look like concrete. They're setting themselves up to when the convoy gets to DC, just shut DC down. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that's and what they're going to do. Like you said, so seize property trucks. That can literally mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Restrict travel. Yep. Truckers. I, I think that this, my personal opinion, this emergency powers act, it it's been in place for a long time. I think that they may use it for truckers, but I, I don't trust this government not to use it against everyone. I don't either. Not just the truckers. It, like, like they're doing in Canada. If you gave to that, then you're part of the problem and we're coming after you. Yeah. I think that that's the same. Yeah, you're right. And this is how you take the great reset principles and you get them in. Yep. Because you say, okay, we have emergency powers because of the pandemic. Well, now we're going to, based on what these powers say that, that they have, they can slide in the great reset values of, ah, well, if you're not towing the line or, you know, donating your money to the organizations we approve of, we're going to freeze your bank account. Right. Now and that has nothing to do with the pandemic, but it does fall under the powers that they've granted themselves. Yeah. And I know that, uh, I know that Winston Churchill originally had the quote, but it was very made very prominent in the United States under the Obama administration, which was never waste a crisis. So they're they're implement they're taking a crisis that isn't a crisis yet, they're making it into a crisis so that they can do what you just said. They can take advantage of that crisis to implement what they want, and that's why I think it would just be. I mean, we chatted about this, and and we could always cut this out if it doesn't fit. But I mean, I I appreciate what the truckers are trying to do, I really do. Um, but what if? 150,000 truckers stayed home for three weeks. Yep. There would be no violence. There would be no shutting down of the, the capital. It would shut down the country. Yeah. And people like, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. Okay. I'm not saying that we should do that. I'm saying there is very looking at what happened on January 6th, knowing that those doors are 22,000 pounds and they had to be open from the inside on the Capitol. Um, I, I feel like going to DC is only going to instigate some nastiness where if every trucker in the whole country just stayed home for three weeks, the whole country would come to a halt. Wouldn't it? I mean, like you wouldn't have anything at Walmart. You wouldn't have anything anywhere. And they would literally just say, I'm not doing my job. You're not doing your job in Washington, DC. Yeah. I'm not going to do my job. But by going to DC, I personally feel like it we're setting ourselves up to lose freedom instead of I gaining agree. freedom and Canada, they shut it down in Canada in what three weeks and it's done. Like the government worked around it. There's no more trucks. So now America has a blueprint for what to do. You're, it won't be three weeks. No, no, there's no way you're right. And, and they did, they put on a great show up there in Canada for three weeks and made some noise, but it resulted in a complete loss of, all their rights. Yeah, right. And actually it resulted in the, now I'm not saying that they caused it. No, don't hear me wrong, No, but the whole situation resulted in Canada's now a dictatorship. Yep. Right. And that's what they want in America, right? They yep. want to postpone elections. They want to do all that stuff. And they, under this, they can probably do that. I don't know, but um, I, I just feel like you go back to Roe versus Wade. Okay. I know that we're whatever I'm going way back, but <laughs> go back to Roe versus Wade. At that point, our country was very religious and there was a handful of people that said we want to change the law right we want to make abortion legal and this small minority of people 
made that change and the majority was silent. Now, I want to go back to that. If if in that moment, the religious people of, of the United States of America in that moment would have said, this is murder. They were saying it. Get me. They were saying it. But if they would have said it a little differently, they were saying this is murder and it's horrible. I mean, I have recordings of pastors saying that it, it, it's the truth. But if all of those people in all the churches across the country said, we're not going to work tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you can take our jobs away. You can do whatever you want. We're not going to work tomorrow until this law is overturned. It would have shut the country down and the law would have been overturned. You you can't get me to change my thought on that. I, I believe it would have. It makes sense. So now you've got, let's say at max, 25,000 truckers. I don't know. I don't know what the estimate is for what the American convoy is going to be. You've got them all going to DC within three weeks. The same thing's going to happen in the U S and we've just lost all of our freedom where if everyone just said, Whoa, they're making these people wear masks and get passports for, for airline pilots. We're not going to fly and nobody flies. Guess what? That changes. But yeah. the problem is in America, we love we love ourselves so much that we don't want to sacrifice. Yep. And so so I think that if if we all just didn't go to work for the next six weeks and said we're just not gonna do anything until the government changes, there's no law you're breaking, you're just not going to work. But if you go to DC with your truck, and you and you park it in the middle of a road and impede traffic. You're a target. You're a target, and you're breaking some sort of law, traffic law. You're right, and you if you stay home, you don't. You like we said before the show, you eliminate essentially eliminate the risk of uh, bad actors or yeah, you know, the, the plants. You thing. can't tell me that there weren't infiltrators on yeah. January sixth. There, no, there were bad actors. Absolutely. There were people that wanted to have a problem, and if you go to DC, they're gonna have a problem. If all the truck drivers just said, hey, um, we're going to take a couple weeks off, guys, and everybody did it together, I think that that this that would really shake up what's going on. And it would not be breaking any laws. You just don't want to go to work. How many people are getting paid to stay at home anyway? Yeah, that's a good point. The government's incentivizing people to not work. So let's just not work for a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and, and hopefully you have enough stuff in your house that you can last. And I just pulled up. I, I was able to find that article we were talking about before we got into this stuff uh, with the truckers here, but it kind of relates because the people stay, like you said, stay home and make your impact that way. And just, I'm not going to work because I don't agree with any of this. You can't count on your representatives to do anything for you, obviously. No, not they stayed home. Yeah. So what, what (laughs) that whole situation, they were voting on an amendment to defund vaccine mandates. Yes. So it was all about the vaccine mandates, trying to get that shut down and the amendment failed in the Senate on Thursday, 46, 47. There were four Republican senators who didn't show up, just didn't, just didn't bother to be there. And that was, get these names right here, Mitt Romney, of course, uh, Jim Inhofe oh of Oklahoma, Richard Burr, North Carolina, and our favorite Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Lindsey graham I I think <laughs> that we have to, we have to call out the rhinos. And they, they can never hold office ever again, ever again. Like 
we have to we have to hold them accountable because those four guys i mean this bill would have essentially eliminated any mandates right. for vaccines and they stayed home these liberal hacks that call themselves republicans stayed home you're getting me fired up um, <laughs> stayed home and didn't do their job okay yeah you're elected to go do that job now if you're protesting and you say i'm not going to do this that's fine but they're they're not yeah and it's not like they showed up and voted the other way they just didn't show up. Right. What are you there for? What good are you? Yeah. I, that that irritates me, like, you especially with how much these people get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And how much they benefit off of us. Yeah. You know, their salaries aren't that great. I mean, when you really think about it, the salaries aren't that great when you got to have two houses because you got to have one in D.C. and you got to have one wherever you're representing from. But it's all the under the table stuff that they get to, you know, insider trading and all that that never goes on. But that they go, they go paupers and they come out their first term millionaires. I mean, there's something going on. But I going back to that, they didn't show up and look, something, something that could have been good for our country didn't happen. And I think that if we don't show up, something good could happen. Mm, I like that. I don't disagree with you. I think it's a I think it's a well thought out strategy. It's not well thought out. I just thought of it 10 minutes ago, but I just... <laughs> no, like, no, you've been talking about it for a while, though. You, you've you've used yeah. that Roe vs. Wade example before. Where well, they yeah, they, I've been word. preaching about that for yeah. a while. I It was the church just didn't stand. Right. And, and that's obvious, but I think we're in a moment where we have a choice. We can stand and... And probably, I mean, if you park your truck in the middle of the road on on a local highway here, you're going to get a ticket. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're breaking some law by driving into a city. But if it's sitting in your driveway at home for the next month and a half. Yeah, you're not breaking you're laws. You're not breaking a law. You're just not going to work. Just not going to work. And what, 40% of our, our country doesn't go to work anyway and gets well, paid by the government? And like you, So like, why not make it 70%? Well, yeah. Like you said, if, and if they're sitting in the middle of D.C., with the truck just sitting in the middle of the road, they're not going to work anyway. So just right. like you said, keep it at home and, and don't run the risk of breaking any laws. Don't run. The I just risk. think it's a wiser play. I do too. I, I think don't. it's a wiser play. It's a safest option like that we can think of. It's much harder for the government to come out and say, we're enacting these emergency powers to shut <laughs> down all these people standing in their driveways. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? But if we're going to force you to drive that truck to get fuel in it. Right. But if there's hundreds of thousands of people in D.C. on the mall and all of a sudden you got a couple of people planted in there, start, you know, a little bit of violence here and yeah. there. All of a sudden they can bring in. You should they go can bring in that long- door. Yeah. You should go in that door. It's yep. open. I'm not going to go. Yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm not yeah. going to go, but you should go in that door. Uh, John opened it up about two minutes ago yeah. with his key card. Uh, you yeah. should go in there. <laughs> I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. He said, come on in. No, that I just think you eliminate all the nonsense if you just say we're shutting the country down until these mandates are lifted and you have a voice for it and somebody's got to stand up and say we're just shutting the country down. Yeah. But you have a voice for it and you say, listen, no one's going to work in this country until you represent us and you pass the laws that we demand. And actually, you could spin that even better to it with the mandate thing and say, hey, look, if this is such a if we're still under such a risk with this pandemic that we have to have these mandates, we're definitely not going to work. So we're just going to stay home yep. exactly until you end them and show us that it's safe. Yeah. And and it will turn around in 24 hours. Yeah, it will. It, 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 it will. will. When the when the GDP of our country gets cut in half in 30 days. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Uh, can we call the truckers real quick? Like <laughs> I've been trying to say to the truckers, let's stop. Just park them. Just, just your... park them. Yeah. Not in the middle of a road. Just park them somewhere. And let's let's all go. Let's all go. You know, to to the buffet and yeah, get, yeah let's play around the golf let's, let's, let's go play yeah. around the golf let's <laughs> let's go do something else right and then and then we'll just check in on how the government's doing when it doesn't have any revenue like gas taxes yeah. you know they're gonna spin that story but i would love to see that play out what is biden gonna stand in front of the press and stay say <laughs> that's what he'll say jill <laughs> jill i need your help jill oh my word oh uh, i'll probably just get a one of those lovely blank stares. <laughs> well, and, and the great thing about it is when he mumbles, you can make him say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is what he said. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that was fun. So we got a couple of things <laughs> here to hit on quick. Um, so people are standing up other than, you know, the, the truckers and the convoys and things like that. These parents at these school boards are still. Okay. This is my favorite story of the whole day. I mean, you want to. Uh, it, kick it off just just we have to understand that the school board is what is controlling uh the education system in your district it is the school board it's not the superintendent it's not the treasurer they are employees of the school board and so the school board actually hires whoever comes in and teaches your kids as a school board president you have to sign the documents of every employee every year in the union you have to sign them every year, their contracts. So in this story, um, this is a school board meeting in Montgomery County, Virginia. Now, Virginia has been the hotbed of school stuff with, uh, you know, I mean, the new governor comes in and he says, we're not mandating anything. And if you mandate it, you're breaking the law. I love it. It's great. Um, Mother Alicia Vaught, I think is how you say it. Um she is standing in front of the school board and i saw this clip and i sent it to you because yep. i believe it is a it is a a perfect picture of standing in truth and not wavering oh, and so yeah. so go ahead and play it and then we'll talk a little bit about it. okay sounds good here we go we sat here last year and listened to you guys preach to us about governor northam's executive orders and how we must follow them you guys remember that we do so here's the governor that comes into office, but yet you don't want to follow his orders. Why is that? Why is it different from the last year when we were here to this year? Two different governors, two different political parties. So we were supposed to follow it last year, but not this year. That makes no sense. And it makes all of you a bunch of hypocrites, except for Dana and Jamie. Ms. Cass, you also yelled at me the last time I was here for taking off my mask, but... Here's a picture of you right here on Facebook with a crowd of people. That's it. With no mask on. Uh, this Excuse is my me. time and I don't no. interrupt you. Here's another picture no. with you with a no mask on. I'm sorry, Ms. Vaught, you are done. If you are going to sit there and disparage a member of our school board, then you can sit down. If you have something effective to say. I have facts and truth on my side. I am not going to sit here. This isn't about you anymore. It's about Can we have a police officer, please? Really? Are yes. I, no, I'm not scared. I don't care. I would like you to either talk about something. You can talk about something that is, concerns our school board. Is there something about our students you would like to talk about? Then talk about our students. Can you please ask Ms. Vaught to leave? Thank you. 
What for speaking okay. truth? Ms. Bob, let's let, let her have. Let's let the rest of us talk. Can I finish? No. So you, you are. If you would like to finish about students, but if your idea is to stand there. He should be able to say her piece. I've had to listen to people come and criticize me. People came here last, and criticized you last year? Absolutely. And I couldn't do anything about it. Exactly. And publicly, as well as I was humiliated. So people came here and they talked about your mask to your face. They say, they showed pictures of your family. They showed pictures of your. Yeah, they did worse. That doesn't make it right. No, it that doesn't make it right, Jamie. You're right, but I had to. Sit Those are my. That's my family. That is all. Then fine. What do you think about our family? I am not. Our family has been suffocated to death I'm by done. Your policies. Time is, time is up. Would you leave, Time is up. Time is up. You can't deal with the truth. You don't need to go. It's not. It's not the truth, but that's not. That's not the issue. We're coming for Okay. So. Oh man. What? Okay. So number one, she makes a great point in the very beginning. You sat here as a school board and you lectured us about how we had to obey the governor whenever he had a mandate for masks. Now, another elected official who won handily yeah. comes in and says, there's a mandate not to wear masks. Now they don't want to address it at all. They, they want to continue doing masks. Mm -hmm. And so she's bringing that point up that you're a hypocrite. Now, she said the word. Um, obviously, they're on the defense right away. Now, there's an interesting thing about school board meetings, and that is that there is a public comment time. And you can get up there and you can call out things that you don't agree with. And everybody in the room has a chance. Now, sometimes you have to register or whatever, but you have a chance to follow their procedures, to stand up front and express your opinion about where the school board where the teachers, whatever you may be having an issue with the football team or the football coach, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can get up there and share that publicly in front of the school board and call out the injustices that you feel are happening. So, Interesting, she says, you're saying that our kids have to be masked all day at school, but you're in crowds of people not being masked. And it's amazing how liberals always cave when you bring the truth. Either they try to arrest you, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they actually cave. She got up and walked out of her seat, which is yeah. what's going to happen. She's going to lose. I mean, you're, you're in Virginia. The governor just won a, a great election. And you're on a school board that they're coming after your seat because you are not doing what you should be doing. You're not thinking about the kids and well-being. I, I, this is a picture perfect example mm -hmm. of what every school board in the country should be hearing. When you heard it right at the end, the woman gets up and walks out and she says, you can take my seat. And the mom says, we're, we're coming, coming for him. Yep. Every school board <laughs> in the country, you know, when it comes to critical race theory, when it comes to all this nonsense that these, these, uh, I mean, not just school boards, but you've got the teachers unions and you've got, I mean, there's a lot of organizations that are funded heavily to educate our kids to nonsense. But you have school boards and you heard her say, I'm not here for Jamie and the other person because they're actually conservative yeah. people that are believing for our kids. So you're not going to you're not going to agree with everybody. You're not going to disagree with everybody. But if a school board meeting happens and there's not a public participation about an issue when the law is being broken, this school district is breaking state law 
by requiring masks to be in the, if there's no one speaking up against that, then it's the parent's fault. Yeah, correct. And so she's just saying, I'm doing my due diligence to come and highlight that you're a hypocrite because this is you. And they don't like it when their picture's on there. It's not about their kids being in the picture. It's about them being called out on their crap. Yep. They don't like it. No, they don't like it because where, how, how do they defend it? Yep. That is a picture of me. Yep. I am in a crowd of people. Yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. You could pull the noose and I held my breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was the mayor. Oh, the I think mayor, that was yeah. the mayor who said that. I held Either my way, breath. Was, yeah. Oh my breath. gosh. Yeah. Uh, like, um, but anyway, I, I think that that go, this story actually highlights the importance of standing up in a school board meeting and shouting. Now I've been on the other side of it. I've been in her seat and had people shout at me for an hour and a half as an elected official. And you just got to, if you're elected, you got to be able to take it. You would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously they can't, they were put in there by anyway, I'll stop. But, um, but let's just say if you're going to be an elected official, you have to be able to take dissent and you have to know your rights and you have to stand in truth. They cannot stand in that, in that school board. They cannot stand because they're doing illegal things. And so as long as the parents rise up, it will change. But if they're silent, it won't. So I just commend her for, for having the guts to go and say, you're a hypocrite. This is exactly what you did last Tuesday night. (laughs) You know, you did this last Tuesday night and yet our kids are in those classrooms and they have to wear masks all day because every other, every other school district is under the same laws and they're not wearing masks, but you guys won't abide by the state law. So you're in violation. Fix it. Yep. I loved it. And, and that mom was unafraid. Yep. She just, they cut her mic. Yeah. She just kept talking. They were shouting over her. She just kept talking. You know, the other person that I admire about that is the police officer. Yeah, I, okay. I did too. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, the police officer was called by the by the board president to come up and remove her. But then it was like, I don't have a cause to remove her. She isn't breaking any, she's not doing anything that would be illegal. If the, if showing those pictures was, was breaking the law or the rules of that school board meeting, mm-hmm. he would have actually physically removed her. Correct. So, so he didn't have cause to remove her. And you could tell because he even came up. I, I forget what he said exactly when he approached her from the side, but he said like, you know, can Ma'am, you, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to leave or something. Yeah. Or can you come with me? And she said, for what? For telling the truth? And, he and it was back. like, he left. Yeah. I think it was kind of one of those things. Well, what do I say if somebody asked me, well, what am I removing her for? Right. Mm, yeah. Don't really she's have not a breaking reason. any rules. She's allowed to stand there and talk. Yeah. So anyway, I, I go back to um, in this, in this case, the school board has an agenda and they're breaking state law. Yeah. And the, these parents are standing up. So if you're, if you're in a school system in which critical race theory is being taught, common core, all those things that are meant to derail the mindset of our children, um, you need to go to these meetings and stand up. Yep. All right. So I have a clip here. This kind of plays right along with this. So this is from the Jesse Kelly show. Uh, he's talking, this one really caught me the other day when I was listening to him talk and he was, he was going back through the cruelty of what the government and public health health officials have done to people throughout the pandemic and, you know, kids, but not just kids, but really everybody. So just listen to this. I don't look down on you if you struggle with addiction, man. I'm not perfect. I've had plenty of struggles in my life. I'm not perfect at all. What if, what if you're uh, drinking too much? 
what if you're hooked on the pills or some kind of drugs or something? To, what what if what if you've had what if you have these things in your life and you're you're getting by, you're struggling, you know, getting to work always helps get your mind off something else. And then these politicians decide an infinitely survivable virus means you should lose your job, go home, sit down and just stare at the wall. Oh, don't worry. Your rehab clinic, your rehab clinic is closed. No, you can't go see anybody. What we did was awful to people. Absolutely awful to people. It, it, it blows me away how, how, like I said, how cold it was. Just there was never, never a thought to them. Never a thought to the small business owner, to the, to the person struggling with addiction. Never a thought to the poor kids we sent home to learn from computers. Never a thought to the older folks who got robbed of the final years with their loved ones who died alone. I mean, imagine this. Imagine living 80 years on this earth. Wife, husband, kids, grandkids, maybe some great grandkids, career, vacations, just memories, a lifetime of memories, a lifetime surrounded by family and spending the last year of your life by yourself where you die with your wife looking in through you, looking in at you through a window. And that's not some horror movie story. We did that on, in this country and we did it on purpose. That is wrong. It is dead wrong. That kind of just gave me some goosebumps listening mm-hmm. to the end of that there because that is what we did to people. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. <laughs> you guys have yeah. any comments on that before we move on? Just solidifies there was no thought other than control the people. That's yep. it. I mean, yep. from day one. They knew when they said two weeks to flatten the curve, they had all this in their back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Alicia is fighting back in her school board is yep. saying, you know, this is about control, yep. uh, controlling us as parents, controlling the the classroom. And uh, she's calling it out. And I'm happy for that. Yeah. All right. So this episode is actually running a little bit longer than normal. Uh, we're, we're really diving into some stuff. We got one more story we're going to go through here. And this is the one that really highlights the two different sets of laws for people. Now, do you have you guys seen this story? The Quintez Brown story? No. Okay. No, I don't believe so. All right. Well, actually interesting. So don't read too much through because I, I have a question for you guys then. So just to kind of kick this off, we know that there are still a lot of people from January 6th last year that are still rotting away in solitary confinement after almost 14 months, no trial, no bail, blah, blah, blah. We know that uh, a lot of the trucker convoy protesters have been arrested. We know that GoFundMe shut down the convoy's donation page, seized their funds. We also know that every time there's a mass shooting or a case of self-defense like Kyle Rittenhouse, gun control activists race to the media and they advocate for the confiscation of firearms and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I say all that. Now, let me ask you guys, if I told you that there was a person who walked into a mayoral candidate's office and attempted to assassinate that candidate, how would you assume that story might have ended for that shooter? Arrested, no bond, and... um I, I don't say solitary because I don't know what that would be, but he would be in jail definitely Okay, for what's going on. I mean, good chance they might be dead. Okay. Yeah, true. True. That's yeah, yeah, true. Right. Like they could shot on turn the gun on themselves. Right. Shot yeah. By the something. Police. Yeah. Yeah. What but if they were arrested, I think that they would be in for a long time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're a mayor. Okay. So this happened last week. A 21 year old man named Quintez Brown was arrested and charged with attempted murder in Louisville, Kentucky. 
He walked into the Democratic candidate Craig Greenberg's campaign headquarters and attempted to assassinate him. He fired off multiple shots, but luckily he did not hit Greenberg. Police arrested Brown shortly after the shooting, less than a mile from the scene. So he was arrested on Monday for attempting to murder a political candidate. And on Wednesday, he was set free. What? No Two way. days later. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Released from prison. And we've got people from January 6th still in prison. Yep. A year and two months later. Yeah. So who is Quintez Brown and how is mm. he not in prison right now for attempting to murder somebody? Quintez Brown is a Black Lives Matter activist. Mm. He was released after the BLM chapter in Louisville Community Bail Fund posted his $100,000 bond for him. And prior to his lethal intended use of a gun, this is one of my favorite parts, Brown was an advocate of anti-gun violence. Okay? <laughs> he spoke often against the Louisville Police Department and advocated for the reduction of gun violence. Mm. Except his own. Except yeah. his own. <laughs> you know, you want to talk call. about a hypocrite, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't give to truckers, but you can give to the BLM, bail out your uh, bail out your BLM buddies. Sure. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't recall anybody trying to fund a trucker who attempted to murder somebody. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So a little bit more about Mr. Quintez Brown. He was previously named as a rising face by Barack, o Barack Obama's foundation <laughs> in 2019. He was chosen for Obama's My Brother's Keeper program. Brown was listed as a change maker on the Obama Foundation's website, though he appears to have been removed since the shooting. I went to see today if it was still up. He's not on there that I could find, but a day or two after the shooting, he was still there on the website. He was wow. running as an independent candidate for Louisville's Metro Council and was a columnist at the local paper. So leading up to the shooting, this is interesting. Uh, Quint Quintez Brown's social media post reflected a strong interest in the black nationalist and pan-Africanist leaders like the Lion of Judah Armed Forces. Now, this group claims that black Americans are the true descendants of the biblical Hebrews and has been connected to several anti-Semitic murders in the U.S. And why is this important to note? Craig Greenberg, the guy Brown was trying to murder, is Jewish. <sighs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. No, like, it's it's wild. And the the more I dug into this, it was just very disturbing. Um, Brown's attorney has denied claims that he uh, his client attempted to carry out the anti-Semitic attack, alleging that Brown instead was struggling with mental health issues. He said this is not a hate crime. It is a mental health case. How convenient for Quintez Brown. Yeah, exactly. And every other person, it's instantly a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You went through the light when it was orange. It's a hate crime. <laughs> it's either a hate crime or it's the gun's fault. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but now the, the BLM activist, he goes in and tries to murder somebody with a gun and oh, he's got mental health issues, guys. Come on, be more understanding. Yeah. Which is it? We can't have it both ways all the time. It Well, they've been having it both ways for a long time. For sure. Mm. For sure. Yeah. Burning buildings or, you know, Burning peaceful buildings, protest. that's peaceful. Peaceful protest, that's violence. Right. That. <sighs> so. That just thought wild. that was something to uh, just yeah. bring to light. And yeah, the, the different, 
the different sides of our judicial system. Yeah. But remember in Canada, the organizer of the convoy is in jail with no bail. And Quintez Brown is at home under house arrest after he actively tried to shoot somebody. Thank goodness. He probably held the gun sideways and couldn't aim it. <laughs> like he got off multiple shots and didn't hit him. Are you yeah. kidding? That that's pretty wild. Like you should, you should have some, some, yeah. I'm pretty, you should be in jail just because you couldn't <laughs> shoot the guy. I don't know. I'm pretty like, sure uh, he, he came close. I think the guy he? had uh, holes in his coat or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, I mean, he, was he shooting into the ceiling? You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, but, he, he, sh- he was trying to shoot him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I don't know this, this, I, and you know, just to put it back in perspective, the, the, the people from January 6th, no bond, solitary confinement, yep. a year, this and, guy, two days, two, yeah, two days and he's out mm-hmm. like it's they're political prisoners. Yes. That's exactly what's happening. That's a good, I'm glad you said that because that's an important thing to note ahead of this convoy and the eventual i'm sure dictator grab in in america yeah we are political prisoners prisoners. yeah that's it's crazy it's crazy but but that's why we're doing this that's why we're talking about it because if we don't talk about it if you're not watching it's less people to know about it yeah so well for this guy you know um you just hope that as a candidate he's still going to be okay and be able to run and do what he needs to do. And hopefully all of the evidence or whatever that comes up, it'll be tried in a, in a court and not, he won't just be able to run free forever. Something to follow. Mm -hmm. We'll stay on it. So, all right, guys, anything else before we wrap it up? I'm sure. The news will be hitting as soon as we, as soon as we hit I'm, stop. I'm like, I don't really even want to check, like to see yeah. what happened in the last hour and a half. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. And we're, like I said at the head of the show, we're really excited to be trying out new tech, to be getting ready with our new studio, to put ourselves in a position to do this more, to bring you more information. So just continue to follow us, stay up to date with everything that's going on. Head over to supportaga.com. Join our locals community, help support the the network, uh, $5 minimum to, to be a supporter. And then that gives you access to, com- you know, comment on all the posts and we can actually have conversations, which haven't really happened that much yet. But we'd really love to be having conversations with everybody in there exactly. throughout the week and not just, you know, in the comments on the videos, which are great too. Yeah. Comment. Love doing that. So anything, yeah, anything you guys are thinking while you're watching this, drop it in the comments. We try to get back to you as soon as we can. Um, head over to AGA TV and watch the episodes. Follow us there, AGA.network. Go to Rumble. You can still follow us on YouTube for now. Uh, but, you know, just yeah, who knows? Be, be aware we're not going to be there probably forever. So download the America's Greatest Awakening app on all your devices so that yes. you have us in the and in your pocket at all times and you can see the content that's coming out. We have some new partners that will be coming on board uh, with the AGA network. So lots of new content. And uh, we're just excited that you're watching and listening. Yep. We really appreciate it. And we will be back next week. Until then, everybody stay awake.